This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show. I'm Rob Motti. It is great to be with you on all of our radio affiliates. And if you're listening to the podcast, thank you for doing so. Our guest this week is former New Orleans Saints wide receiver Brandon Coleman. Brandon's doing a lot of work in a mental wellness space, and we'll get into that in our conversation. I want to thank everyone at Calvary Chapel who came out last week. Really enjoyed my time there and speaking to the men. Just a great group of people. And a reminder about a night with Brian Dawkins at Valley Forge Baptist. That's coming up on June 10th. Really can't wait to host this event. Brian's an incredible speaker, so passionate, such a wonderful testimony and a great story to share. I know there are still some tickets available. I'm not sure about the meet and greet opportunities, but there's certainly a few tickets remaining. Go to valleyforgebaptist.org forward slash Dawkins. I want to talk a little bit this week about what we do in the moments when we feel overwhelmed. Because I I know I get overwhelmed sometimes. I get overwhelmed. Who am I kidding? I get overwhelmed a lot of times. uh, I get overwhelmed with. It could be work. It could be just stuff going on around the house. Our kids do school at home. And while it's it's online and private and it's a, a Christian school program that they're doing, they're still around a lot and they're asking questions. And there's so many, so many things that can get you to feel in that moment overwhelmed, overwhelmed with life, overwhelmed with thoughts. Like at times, and and I'm grateful somehow I find a way. It's it's very rare where I have trouble sleeping because I'm thinking too much about all the, sometimes during football season, uh, I do have to admit during football season when it's really busy time for me, like when once August hits and then the season starts in the NFL all the way through the Super Bowl, I, I'm constantly on the go and I got so much going on that those thoughts may carry over and affect some sleep. Now, I, I really enjoy getting my rest. I think it's very important to get our rest and to work out and to feel healthy and to eat right and all that stuff. But when we get overwhelmed, a lot of times our first inclination is to lash out, to scream, to yell, to take things and blow them even bigger and out of proportion. And what I'm learning to do and I'm trying to do more and more and more is to take a deep breath and pray. Sit back, take a deep breath and pray and and ask God to help me in that moment when I'm feeling overwhelmed with whatever it is. Life's daily struggles, life's daily pressures, stress. I hate the word stress, but I got to use it. A lot of people feel stress. I I hate that word. I hate what it means and signifies stress is bad for us. Take a deep breath in that moment and pray. Ask God to kind of step in, step into that moment. And and try and help. Give me peace in that moment. Philippians, Paul writes in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition 
with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So easy to recite that verse, so difficult to follow, though. Think about it. Do not be anxious. Goodness, how often are we anxious about so many things in life? It's hard not to be anxious. But in every situation, he says, don't be anxious. But in every situation, every. Like, I emphasize that word every because there's no, uh, and and I'm guilty of this often. Uh, This is too little. I'm not going to bother God about this. I'm I'm not going to reach out and pray about it. It's, It's too small. It's not important. It doesn't matter. In every situation, he cares about everything. He knows the number of hair on our head, right? Well, in some of our cases, there may not be a lot. In some, there may be a whole bunch. But by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, be thankful. Present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Like, as I grow and mature and develop into more of a father and more of a, a better husband. I shouldn't say more of. <laughs> try you're either a father or you're not, but try to be more of an example and a better example for my kids. Try to be a better husband. Try to be a better person in all aspects of my life. As I grow, my priorities continually change. You want to work hard. You want to provide for your family. You want to provide for your kids. You, you want to give them the best of everything. But I want peace. And for me, peace is invaluable. There, that's the one thing money can't buy is peace. And where can I get my peace? I get it from the Lord. When I'm anxious, when I'm uncomfortable, when I'm in those moments, I can't tell you how much and I've been now on 54 flights since we moved to Florida a year and 10 months, nine months ago, whatever it is. I hate flying. 54 flight. I'm averaging like two trips a month. And I hate it. I hate flying. And for whatever reason, six or seven of my last flights have been incredibly turbulent. And I'm like praying like crazy on that plane. I'm anxious. I'm scared. I'm concerned. But in those in those daily moments when you're not afraid of of death at that moment, like you're on a plane and it's turbulent, like what are you afraid of? You're you're scared it's going to go down, right? But I'm talking about in the daily moments in in everyday life when we're feeling overwhelmed with work, we're feeling overwhelmed with responsibility with paying bills with doing chores when when i look at sometimes i like to just clean totally clean the house that's something i've been doing since i was a kid i enjoy that but as we've grown and gotten more stuff and as we've bought a pretty decent sized home that is an overwhelming task it's an overwhelming task i i did it about a month ago took nine hours on a sunday Nine and a half hours on a Sunday, top to bottom. I'm overwhelmed. So what you, you take it one room at a time. So when when I'm overwhelmed, I, I try and take it one minute at a time. And what I'm hoping to do is stop. Think about what Paul said, not being anxious, but present it 
to God, present it to the Lord. I know Jesus is with me. I know he's with me. I know he's given me my greatest peace. But sometimes it's hard to apply that. And what I want to do and be better at, and I'm sharing this with you because I know we all go through it. I know we have those moments of of being overwhelmed. I want you to think about praying. We do so many other things before we stop and just pray about it. It's amazing what happens, what God can do when you just stop and present that situation to him. And there's a ton there's a ton that you can do. Up next you'll hear from Brandon Coleman, he'll talk about breathing exercises and mental wellness and all this stuff. But as he says in the end, it's all about the Lord. So up next you'll hear from Brandon Coleman. You're listening to Faith on a Field show. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Since 1930, the Heritage family has proudly served the communities of South Jersey. From humble roots, Heritage's dairy stores now operates 33 convenient locations. Their desire is to become your convenience store of choice, not just because of their welcoming atmosphere, but because of their fresh, quality products. Heritage's milk is still the sweetest, coffee's hot and fresh, and Heritage's full-service delis offer the best local ingredients prepared and sliced on-site, far exceeding the competition. Heritage's Dairy Stores. It's not just our name, it's our heritage. Hi, this is Remy Mari, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com. This is Derek Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome back to Faith on the Field Show. I'm Rob Motti. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonthefieldshow.com and find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an incredible lineup of guests. You can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear full interviews on there in case sometimes we have to cut them short for radio. Be sure also to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Faith on the Field. And please tell a friend or two or 20 or 30 about the show. If you'd like to be a sponsor for Faith on the Field and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at team at faithonthefieldshow.com. We have various packages we can cater specifically to fill your needs. Our goal is to be on a sports radio station in every state. If you don't have a business to advertise on but want to help the ministry, we do have a donate button on our page on faithonthefieldshow.com. Our guest this week is Brandon Coleman. He played three seasons for the Saints, 2015 to 2017. Injuries cut his career short. Now he's focused on mental wellness, and he's doing great things in that space. 
Here's Brandon Coleman. Man, it's great to have you on. Really um, get an opportunity to chat with you and see how your career has unfolded and what you're doing now because you go from being an, an undrafted free agent to playing three years in the NFL, had some productive years with the New Orleans Saints on uh, a team led by, obviously, Drew Brees at the time and, and Coach Sean Payton. So, you know, you're familiar with some of the big guys in the NFL. What was that like for you coming out of college, um, not getting drafted, but then finding a way, getting an opportunity and sticking around for a few years? I think that opportunity, it came at the right time for me, even though the way it was presented wasn't ideal. Um, it was something that I'm glad I had a chance to experience, right? I'm glad, you know, obviously I wanted the, to see my name go across the bottom of the screen and get that phone call. Um, but the fact that it didn't, it taught me so much about myself, um, you know, perseverance, resilience, and just that it just put that chip on my shoulder to work that much harder. Um, and when I got the opportunity to go to training camp with the Saints, I looked at it as I got I got the door was cracked open. And I like to say, like, you know, if you if you crack the door open, I'm going to put my foot in the door and I got a big foot. So <laughs> I'm going to make some space for me to get into that into that room, into that that locker room or on that field. And ultimately, that's what I did. I didn't crack the 53 man roster that first year, ended up on the practice squad, which was foreshadowed from my red shirt year in college. So I had already um been prepared mentally on how to handle that as a pro now um, because of that experience in college. So after that, I came back OTAs that following season and I didn't look back and I was just able to, I was fortunate enough to, to compete at the high level with, you know, like you said, the likes of catching balls from, from Drew Brees, right? My first touch that my first catch was a touchdown from Drew Brees. Man, that's impressive. When you go that route, right, when you got to go through undrafted free agency practice squad, you kind of get a sense where you're you're fighting every day for yeah. an opportunity for a roster spot to stand out. What do you do to make sure the coaches notice you? Um, they used to say a play a day keeps the Grim Reaper away. <laughs> <laughs> so you, gotta, you really had to, uh, you know, do do your part and the, and the fact that you was on the practice squad um the fact that you're an undrafted free agent it's an opportunity for you to to get noticed on different places of the field right they looking at how you're working um they're looking at the things that you might not necessarily think that they're paying attention to um everybody has a part to play in you know your your job interview essentially Right. And you're always looking over your shoulder because you don't you know, you don't have that security or that stability of a, you know, a guaranteed long term contract like, you know, whoever was drafted in the first round. Um, and and that's that can be that can be a lot of anxiety. You know, that could be a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. Um, and it and if you're not. If you don't know how to manage that, it can it can be like I said, overwhelming. Um, but I was able to navigate through that. Had a good support system of teammates, coaches that were able to um, encourage me to continue to you know show up and and make plays. How much were special teams a part of having it to show them what you can do and be versatile to where 
guys guys in your position who aren't going to get that those opportunities uh, as a first round pick. You you got to show that your value there too. That's the name of the game, special teams for sure. So on all special teams, you know, except for like PAT field goal and and um, um, field goal block, but kickoff, kickoff return, punt, punt return. You got to make a name for yourself on those on those teams and whatever that looks like, you know, it could be unorthodox. Like for me, I found myself adding value as a personal protector, um, you know, under under our special teams uh, system. And, you know, just I could have been a gunner, but that, you know, my body frame was um, more valuable on the inside of the protection. So I found protection there. And then even on pump block, right, being able to um, put my hand in the ground and go after the pump block, um, that was, you know, that was also valuable to the team. Kickoff return, right, being at the um, – being able to set that wall on the front line, being whether it's left tackle, right tackle, or kickoff coverage, running down that as to set the edge, right? All of that is valuable, but you got to be able to, you know, um, show up and and have that want to. What did you learn from playing for a guy like Sean Payton as a head coach? What, what was what stands out in your mind from having three years under him? I got a lot of respect um, for Sean, Coach Sean Payton, because uh, when I when I first went to his office after that first year, did not make the fifty three man roster. He said, "Listen, um, we want we want to continue to develop. You know, you in this system. You got to trust me that you know we want to bring you back on the practice squad, and we got a plan for you." And I looked in his eye, and I and I and I believed him. And so from there, to see how it panned out. Um, and I saw like one how creative his his mind is when it's when we talk about like offensive coaches and just being able to put all t- all different types of what they call window dressing on the same play just to get you know these matchups um, against defenders that you know are favorable for us as an offense to exploit and then um, you know come out you know with a win. Um, so I, I one of the things that I take away from him is just the way um, his thought process when it comes to like game plans. What about Drew? Oh man, Drew is um, just future Hall of Famer. Um, and it's, you know, one of the things I learned from him, this came after um, after my injury, actually. So, you know, he, he was telling me about his injuries that he had in San Diego early on in his career. And he was just saying, man, it doesn't make sense in the moment. But you got to remember that there's always a silver lining um, to that experience. And it's, you know, trust that process. And that's that's something that really helped me um, in that in that recovery process, because, you know, that's not something I wanted to hear. But it it definitely paid off uh, for me now. And how did you transition from playing football and being in the league. And, and, and I kind of feel like being an undrafted free agent, dealing with that anxiety, dealing with some of that, those day-to-day things, not knowing what's your future going to hold, kind of help launch your career now and what you're doing as a wellness coach. Um, it's funny. You talk about that anxiety as an undrafted free agent. I remember I came into the locker room one day um, during the season and just out of habit instinctually I'm working out I work out before the meeting start right and I you know turn into the locker room and I go to put my stuff down in in my locker and I realize that this is not my stuff this is you know I don't this is in my jersey my helmet 
nothing, none of my stuff is in this locker right now. And I take a step back and I realize like, I don't see my locker no more. So I'm, but nobody else is in the locker room because it's still a little early. So I'm like, damn, did I get cut already? Like, I thought they were supposed to come get me before, you know, and then I go talk to the trainer. I mean, the equipment staff on the low, like, yo, y'all know where my stuff is. And they, they realized they had to, um, cause they bought a veteran and they moved my stuff with another, you know, rookie or freshman. I mean, rookie and joined up, joined our lockers on the other side. And I was like, whew. I was like, all right, cool. We, at least I'm still in the, at least I still got a job. Like, you ain't just, I, I can deal with that. Just don't cut me all the way out. <laughs> so just that type of anxiety, you know, always being on edge, man, it was, um, that's something in itself. But to transition to where I'm at now, I had to, I had to experience some pain. I had to experience some suffering. So I talked about, you know, um, the re- the reason why I did retire was because of injuries. Um, so I had neck surgery and hip surgery back to back months. Wow. And that sent me down a, a deep, dark depression, um, not just physically, but mentally. Like I'm not able to, I'm on crutches for like six, six, eight weeks rehabbing and I can't turn my neck from my chin to my shoulder. And that was the most vulnerable I've ever been. And I did not know how to receive the support from, you know, family, friends. I shut down and I and I didn't have the tools in my toolbox to navigate through that. And I'm also aware of how, you know, um, the medications, if guys continue to start taking over the counter uh, pills and painkillers, how that, you know, historically has proven to be detrimental to the brain, you know, to the body, your overall health and well-being. So for me, I wanted to avoid that. I started looking for a more holistic way of healing. And I got into that and went down that path. And, you know, that introduced me to things like yoga, things like meditation, things like breath work. Um, and that got me curious in that space. And then I realized that there was a, a lack of representation for um, people who look like me, people who sound like me, facilitating those particular practices that aren't, you know, normally, you know, you really don't see a lot of guys in the first place doing that and let alone former athletes. Um, so I, I eventually found my way, you know, during the pandemic, this is all taking place. So I'm working on my own mental health, working on my own journey, and I discover, you know, um, these practices and I, and I realize that, wow, there's a lot of benefits to this. And I wish that, you know, more guys had access to this or, you know, maybe, you know, there should be a bridge to intersect that perhaps. And that's something that I can see myself, you know, um, starting to transition into is being that bridge for guys to really um, embrace an alternative approach to their healing. So you do a lot of yoga, you do a lot of different kind of holistic. Um, how often, Paul, do you do is, is it daily? Is it something that's part of it's become part of your your daily life? Wake up and, 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 and start that or ha- how's it go? Yeah. So for me, it's um, it's been a practice and it, it doesn't it doesn't always happen daily, especially like the physical um, movement of yoga. Um you know, but meditation now is a daily practice for me that I've been doing for probably three years now, or probably four, because I started before the pandemic. And 
you know, conscious breathing is something that I try to take at least 10 to 20 minutes throughout the day. We we go throughout the day and we just take for granted that our breathing is connected to our automatic autonomic nervous system. But we don't you know necessarily know that we're breathing. Right. But if we actually take time to breathe and know that we're breathing, that can do tremendous wonders to our healing, to strengthen our immunity, to, you know, deepening our, you know, connection to our consciousness is is just so much that you can unlock just with breathing. Um, and so that's a daily thing for me that I just embody. So over time, I've just become to embody this lifestyle and, um, you know, I give my body what it needs. If I feel like I need to do 30 minutes of, of yoga, then that's what I'll do. But if I feel like I need to do an hour of hot yoga, then that's what I'll do. But it just I can listen to my body and understand what it needs. Before, I didn't know how to listen to my body. Now I understand the connection between mind and body is the breath. Have you had an opportunity to talk to some former teammates and maybe some current athletes and, and just kind of educate them a little bit about this? I've had some time. I've had some people in my in my close network that I've shared this with athletes, former athletes, current athletes. And I'm actually getting ready to go speak to um, a group of collegiate athletes at the Black Student Athlete Summit out in L.A. Uh, next week and share this message of, uh, mindfulness with them, right? And I got this from um, who I call my guru, George Mumford. He's like the OG in the terms of mindful performance um, for um, for athletes. So um, I'm learning under him and just sharing that same message. I'm not looking to recreate the wheel. I'm just a different messenger. I'm a different vessel. Tell me about the Joshua Tree Retreat. What, what is that um, entail? Yeah, so I, I teamed up with um, a partner, Yogi TB. She's um, uh, a woman of color from the DMV area. Her and I have worked well together. She, um, So we're going to be hosting a Joshua Tree retreat as um, a healing for harmony. And it's an intimate experience. Joshua Tree, California, is, if you haven't heard of it, it's in the desert. It's off the grid, but it's very... Um, it's a very spiritual uh, background, very spiritual setting for that healing to already take place. So we rented out a villa for people to come and we're really looking for because it's during the week. So September 4th through the 8th um, during that Labor Day week. So we're really looking for people who are, you know, beginners in yoga or interested in, you know, meditation, breath work or sound healing, any of those things. But if you're you're still um, working from home and you're looking for a different work from home location and you still want to integrate, uh, you know, wellness into what that looks like, your work life balance or finding that what that bliss looks like. And like I said, harmony, then that's this is the opportunity for you. That's good stuff. How do I get more information if I, if I want to? Yeah, so the web, my website is soulcoldthebrand.com. If you go on my website, at the top of the um, okay. information bar, that'll take you straight to the Joshua Tree Retreat information um, and give you, and right now we got a, a discount code to set up, um, and that's $300 off just the deposit, right? So we, we got payment plans. We can, you can continue to uh, move at your pace, but... Yeah, we got $300 off to sign up right now just to get save your spot. It's a very intimate experience, so we're not doing like 50 
70 people. It's going to be like 10 people in the villa. We all going to stay in the same villa. We all going to cook, you know, meals with each other. And we got a fire pit outside. They got a jacuzzi outside. And we just going to, we got a, a actual like uh, a yoga, a separate like yoga den. Um, so yeah, it's going to be real intimate, but it's an opportunity to get um, outside of your comfort zone and, you know, heal with people um, like myself and Yogi TB and bringing that experience. We, you know, she's the vibe, I'm the flow, and it's the vibe and the flow show. It's pretty cool, man. When you talk about spiritual, like for me, when I think of spiritual, I think of God, I think of my relationship with the Lord. It, it, mm-hmm. When you're talking about spiritual, um, no, what is that like for you? Definitely. My, my spirit is connected to God. I understand that God is love and God is within me. God is within everything. And so that is always, you know, going to be my foundation, my faith based. And I understand God, the father, God, the son and God, the spirit is all connected. Right. Everything is connected. Everything is one. And now I'm just able to connect other principles like yoga, like meditation to be able to deepen my relationship with God. I love it, man. Well, oh, you got a podcast too, don't you? Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm doing a uh, I'm doing a podcast co-hosting with my guy Marcus Smith the second. It's the Circle of M. Um, we 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 shoot once a week, and we put we putting out episodes right now, especially on Mental Health Awareness Month. And you know, he's a former um, NFL player, former first round pick to the to the Eagles and uh, we was actually in the same class. So he and I have a lot of similarities in our stories and our backgrounds. And we're just sharing, sharing that energy, sharing those lived experiences to encourage and inspire and motivate other people. He's a good dude, man. I've talked to him a few times and, and I covered him when I was in Philly. So tell him I said, hello. I sure will. Thank you, man. All right, for sure. Take it easy. That's it for this week. Thank you to Brandon Coleman. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our Faith on a Field Show team. And thank you for listening to Faith on a Field Show. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti, reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free.